it was trying to be particularly cautious. They wanted to make sure that each dose was full and there was room for air. Inoculations have begun at nursing homes. Vice President Pence, the second lady, and the Surgeon General plan to get vaccinated tomorrow. New questions being raised over vitamins and whether they can ward off the virus. CBS's Vicki Barker from London. British experts say there's still no conclusive evidence that vitamin D can protect against COVID-19. Vitamin D is linked to lung health and some small studies have suggested it may help prevent COVID, but the expert panel says more study is needed. The number of people who filed for first-time unemployment claims was up for the second week in a row. The Labor Department counted another 885 thousand last week. That's the highest level since early September. Santa will be leaving a lot of rain checks under the tree. People in Portland are willing to give him a pass. This year we're just shipping him out, sending lots of love with cards. If it doesn't get there on time, it will be fine anyway. I think it's a year that everyone's, I think, expecting a bit of patience on, uh, on their relatives and their friends' behalf. Ship Matrix as a flood of online purchases is overwhelming FedEx, UPS, and the Postal Service. S&P futures are up 17, Dow futures ahead 92. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more, so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. What's in store this holiday at Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax knowing they'll soon be there. Now at Staples, save 25% on UPS expedited shipping services. Plus, take up to 30% off select shipping supplies, like boxes, tape, and padded mailers. Shop in-store or get it same day with Instacart. And save on holiday shipping at Staples. In-store only. Offers end one See store for details. Instacart not available on shipping services. Fees, taxes, additional terms, and or tips may apply. Delivery subject to availability. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stuff? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Dogs have been sniffing out crime for a long time, but this may be a first from Florida. Man's best friend is helping to protect the Everglades and surrounding areas from Burmese pythons. His name is Truman, a black Labrador who's tracked down his first snake. He and his companion, Eleanor, have been trained to detect the scent of pythons and alert their handlers. Truman's first catch was an eight-footer. The pythons are considered invasive because they eat native mammals and birds who actually belong there. Peter King, CBS. News Orlando. The tiny owl discovered in New York City's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree stars in his own book. Author Troy Colo says Rockefeller the Christmas Owl is about love and the importance of family. The real owl, an adult northern sawwet, was trapped in the branches of a 75-foot Norway spruce trucked into Rockefeller Center from upstate New York for the season. It was let go into the wild. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This is an advertisement paid down attorney spokesperson Ricky LeBlanc admitted in Massachusetts only. Sokolov Law LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Greg Hobby, New Jersey. Michael Bo Gonzalez admitted Louisiana. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. Mesothelioma. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been affected by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-578-2400. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of U.S. veterans and trade workers are at risk for the disease. Nearly $30 billion in court-ordered trusts has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be able to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-578-2400. That's 1-800-578-2400. 1-800-578-2400. Twenty-four hundred.
At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. Since 1972, Dandeman Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it is dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dandeman Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dandeman Electric, 740. we're all doing a lot more virtually which is why at Ohio Health we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home that includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health Hi folks, Bruce Right Now with Right Now Auto Group. It's time to close the book on 2020. Right Now Auto Group has a novel way to help you do just that. So before you start booking any engagements for 2021, start this next chapter of your life with a visit to Right Now Auto Group in New Lexington. Enjoy browsing our inventory. At Right Now Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call 740-342-5146 for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in your Lex, or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenow with Ridenow Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. First and 10, Ohio State at Northwestern's 20 center. Josh Myers snaps the ball to Fields. Back to throw is Fields. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field toward the end zone. Caught for six by Chris Olave. This is the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Join us Saturday as Ohio State takes on Northwestern for the Big Ten Championship. We'll be on the air beginning at 10.30 a.m. with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show from Learfield IMG College on the Ohio State Sports Network presented by the James. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Snow and all of that. Exciting as it was, really, it's uh, in pretty good shape this morning, all things considered. Of course, the school is closed. We're still under a level one here. I think Washington County is the only one in Ohio that's still left on a two. And we're going to find out how the city is dealing with it. It's our monthly update with the mayor of Athens, Steve Patterson. And good morning, Steve. Welcome. Good morning. Whoops. Good morning, Dave. There you go. There it's coming in a little better. Um, yeah. Good morning. And good morning. Uh, happy holidays and all that sort of thing. It's sort of a weird year in so many ways, isn't it? <laughs> I, now, why would you? Why would you say that, Dave? I well okay so it's and I might be going through it w- more than most because my wife's been out of town for a couple months and is yet got a, one more month to go well not quite wait a minute she gets back the 9th of January anyway the point is uh she's visiting our California family and with the health things and her her current health conditions, you know, you don't just go whipping around freely. 
you got to be very cautious. So, you know, I, I, it's been a long time since I've had three months by myself. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm dealing with it. So, anyway, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And I, I can totally relate to it with what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I know that I have been... Well, you and Connie are a great team, so, yeah. Think of, think of being alone are. now for a few months, you know? You know, Connie, right, Connie's been working from home. Uh, you know, her job affords her to be able to do that. Mm. The girls are, are in hybrid now. Uh, my daughters, Alana and Adelia, are attending... Uh, school uh, at Morrison Gordon Elementary, and they're in their hybrid mode where right. they're, they're in the classroom Tuesdays and Wednesday mornings, or Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then they are doing what's called asynchronous classroom work the other days of the week. Um, and, uh, you know, doing the right thing, I'm always masking up. You know, I have a mask on. When I'm coming into my office, I'm still working out of the office here in the city building. But, you know, if I'm out walking around, I've got a mask on. Um, you know, we really adhere to the social distancing for sure. As a matter of fact, just to share, um, Connie's has two brothers, one mm. who lives in Upper Sandusky and the other who lives in Columbus. Yeah. And they really want to get together and exchange presents um, and... We're basically saying no. We're, we 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 would rather not, and so we we ended up having a compromise to where what we're going to do is we are going to meet them at Camp Rotan, uh, yeah. at one of the fire yeah at one of the fire pits, um, and because uh, those benches, you know, lo and behold, who would have thought that they would have been placed six feet apart from each other and so we're gonna we're going to meet there outside six feet apart and exchange gifts you know the rule is no hugging no (laughs) nothing like that everyone must wear a mask but that's the way you need to do things you know quite honestly the other day I, I, i i made the mistake of hugging my neighbor grace and um and then i realized i shouldn't have done that but I mean, I you know, neighbors are so important, and well, anyway, um, it's hard. Well, it, it's hard to uh, change from things you just naturally feel like doing. You know. Yes, Dave, and, I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I was with. Uh, I was attending. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm multitasking. In full disclosure, uh, <laughs> even though you've got my undivided attention, Dave. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I the end of the year three day meeting, and really it was an hour on Tuesday, two hours yesterday, and two hours this morning with the Ohio Mayor's Alliance. Oh yes, and on on Tuesday now you have an important role there. Well, no, not I don't. Other than well, I do. Um, I'm representing all of Southeast Ohio. Right. So I'm rep- representing. 800,000 citizens um, uh, on this group. And the, uh, the, the first day, uh, we kind of kicked things off by, you know, um, what, what is one year or one word uh, that describes how you're feeling right now? And then the other thing was, what is your New Year's resolution? And the mayor of Dayton, who is a good friend of mine, Mayor Nan Whaley, she sat there and said, my New Year's resolution going into 2021 is to hug everybody I see. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's, so I hear you, Dave. It's, I get uh, it. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And, um, and, you know, when this all started, I, I don't want to get too hung up on this topic alone, but, um, you know, I've had uh, some neighborhood friends that have been uh, very kind and, and kept me company and that sort of thing. We go to dinner. Well, now they're getting a little bit uh, itchy um, because, you know, the numbers, except Athens is in so much better shape than most places. You know, I run the numbers every single day at 2 p.m., and I have literally several thousand columns of, of data 
well, lines of data. Um, so I track the, the world, the U.S., the state, and Athens every single day. Yeah. And um, I'm, oddly, I didn't bring that in today, but I'll, I'll get to it tomorrow, folks. Anyway, you know, we should have at least 100 more cases in Athens right now if we were like the rest of the state of Ohio. Right, that's correct. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm worried about the folks that do have it here. But on the other hand, I, I think we're doing something better than much of the state. Anyway, never mind. Let's, well, let's uh, uh, or if, <laughs> finish that point. Well, this is good, Dave. I mean, I think this is something that needs to be discussed and for people to to uh, hopefully callers will call in on this point. I mean, because it's... A little it's, hard uh, to do with you on the phone also. I didn't uh, set it up for that today, but <laughs> maybe next time. But go ahead. Maybe next time. Well, you, you know, you're right. The thing that I keep looking at, as do you, is, you know, the, the increases or decreases in the positive cases. Right. And... For a short span there, as you know, Dave, because you're looking at these, is that we were we were seeing 50 to 60 new cases a day, and of late, I was just talking to the administrator, uh, Jack Pepper, yes. at the Athens City County Health Department, and uh, it was basically, he was calling to say, you know, so what do you think, you know, <laughs> you asking me as a public official with the numbers that have recently been going down. And I said, well, it, that's good to see, especially since in the grand scheme of things, you know, Thanksgiving still wasn't that long ago. Um, mm -hmm. And we all anticipated seeing a surge uh, seven days after Thanksgiving. And, and there uh, was, thought, just not so much locally. It, you know? That's correct. No, that's correct. Um, the other thing I want to share, uh, I had... Uh, I had an interesting experience uh, in the past couple days to where uh, somebody who tested positive, you know, um, I had briefly, uh, less than 10 minutes, masked up more than six feet, we're roughly 10 feet apart from each other, tested positive. And so, you know, for with an ounce of caution, I said, I decided, well, I'm going to go and get tested. I'm going to go down and get the rapid test. Uh, I went down to one of our local pharmacies that has a great setup where you can drive through, yep. uh, schedule an appointment, have it done. I'd never had this done before, Dave. And now that's the probe up the nose. That was the probe, that was the probe up the nose. Okay. Uh, not only, yeah, not just one nostril, both. Okay. But I have to say it was efficient. This, this process was efficient. Uh, it was safe. Um, you self-administer, you swab, mm -hmm. you know, your right and left nostril, and then hand it back to the, the technician. And then they, they called me 20 minutes later and said, you know, you're negative. And I'm going, yay. I, not that I suspected that I, I mm. wasn't, but just precautionary. And, and um, I, I just share that, that it's, you know, it, a pretty straightforward, simple process uh, for an initial test. Um, but, uh, the flip side to that is, you know, uh, I'm, I, uh, as cautious, as cautious as I am, and I am when it comes to doing everything properly, you know, um, you just don't know what, what is truly out there and around you. I know we, we have a core. Okay. So we have 33 members to our staff. We have uh, five of them who are here routinely those five i guess we're all brothers and sisters so we are consider we don't mask up for each other but if anybody comes in from the rest of the staff we do and and we expect them to as well um it's, first of all, I think you've probably noticed different anchors and so on on radio and television. <clears throat> when they're wearing a mask, they're, they're a little muffled. You know what I mean? It, there's not the clarity of their voice. So um, we have been very cautious here. 
I'm sure somebody could say we should be more so. But we're trying real hard, and we've been very lucky. And we've had one, I think um, I think we've had two staff members that have had it now. But they're past it now, if you know what I mean. So, let's, let's move on. Um, so, the, the, you know, here you are, the mayor of a city. Um, now, let's, let's do Let's do this census thing now. Um, the definition of a city is 25,000 or better. Um, but there are sometimes um, other breakouts, like if you have 30,000, you are eligible for a certain degree of financing um, assistance that for roads or streets or something. I don't know. Different things. So, what do you think our census account's going to be? Well, boy, that's the literally the million-dollar question, Dave. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, unfortunately, I I believe that our counts um, are actually going to go down. Uh, our census count will either either stay flat or it'll go down. And here's why. When I look at, uh, and I haven't looked for probably two weeks now, but when I look at the the census tracts here for the city of Athens, uh, and there are seven of them, only two um, met or exceeded the self-report enumeration that we saw in 2010. So yes, yes. that's a little bit troubling to me. Um, what I don't know for certain is the group enumeration, the group quarters enumeration, which would be things like the residence halls or, or uh, other congregate settings, um, whether, whether they have been counted into what I look at when I'm looking at the self-response rate mm -hmm. um, uh, map. There's a map. Anybody can find it. You can go to 2020 Census and um, just type in the search um, self-response re self map, and it'll pop up, and you can go through by state, you can go by county, you can go by municipality. And so, Dave, I, I think the, the short answer is um, I'm hopeful that we, we meet the 2010 census rate, um, but my fear at this point with... Uh, two census tracts in particular. Um, the one that, that troubles me is one that, um, off the top of my head, Dave, I would say that it is between, basically it's in between uh, East State Street and Mill Street, um, and it would capture streets like Palmer here in the city of Athens, and it would capture um, Elliott. Mm. Uh, and, and some of those streets that we all know, uh, you know, tend to be, the uh, student rental section yeah. of this city that, uh, you know, that one is basically 10 percentage points lower than it was in 2010. Uh, there's another one that uh, is also kind of in the same area. It, too, is uh, approximately 10 percentage points lower than it was where it was in 2010. Then there's areas, uh, you know, like your neighborhood, Dave, uh, where this response rate was was really pretty good. Um, uh, sure, the census tract that I live in um, exceeded what it was in 2010. I believe in 2010 it was about 69.9 uh, percent response rate for self response. In 20 in 2020, it was around 73 percent. An improvement, yeah. It is an improvement, but. Even with that level of improvement, where it's going up by, you know, roughly three percentage points, it doesn't make up for right, the right. drop in ten percentage points, right? Let me let me so, let's throw out yeah. another item here. So, you know, most cities there is a tendency to grow outwards. Um, I, I think of where I was raised in Worthington, and now it's all metro, but it used to be country. Um, now, I'm just thinking, uh, we have a tower up on um, Peach Ridge. Is that right? Yeah, Peach Ridge. 
Um, I get Peach Ridge and Pleasant Hill mixed up sometimes, but it is Peach Ridge. Now, up there, there's a development called North Point. Nice homes. I know a number, oh, sure. of, number of people live up there. But that's not in the city, is it? It is not. And there has been, um, historically, over the years, certain outreaches to incorporate and take in new areas um, by cities. And generally, the um, the people living there, they have to weigh the implications of having city services, sewer, water, fire, all of that stuff, uh, versus um, not paying, um, I guess, city income tax or something like that. Um, so there's pros and cons. But, um, you know, I don't recall the city reaching out in, in a whole long time to an area. Now, and I just use North Point as an example. I'm sure there's other parts of town that we could, not town rather, but nearby that would be other examples. It has been, well, it has been a while to incorporate uh, or annex into the city a, um, any area in the city that has, you know, a population, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to a non-populated area being annexed into the city. Now there is, an, uh, let me go back, let me, well, let's just run with this. So I think University of States was one of the more recent annexations That's where right. initially University of States was outside when it was established. It was outside the corporate limit of, of the city of Athens. Um, and then... But that was still a while ago. That was that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, I believe, uh, during my tenure as a city council member that mm-hmm. that occurred, mm-hmm. um, because they certainly wanted their streets improved um, uh, because they weren't they weren't well built to begin with, um, and so in order to do that, you know, that's the city service. If the city were to assess it and pave it, then then you know, we would need to, it would need to be annexed into the city. So that was one, one example. Another example recently, uh, and council just approved it Monday night, is the annexation of, um, I believe it's approximately 25, 26 acres of land right across the street from University of States. It's an open field. Yes, yes. Um, and there is going to be um, a company called Woda is going to build a 110-unit um, uh, workforce housing in that area. Uh, those will be apartments. but So that's that. there's that type of annexation as well. Um, just just to, to help me in my mind, are we saying across from University of States, but still on that side, or are we going across 682? Across 682. Okay. I thought I knew where you were, and I was right. Okay, go ahead. Um, so there's there is annexation that can take place, um, and you're correct that you would be receiving city services. Um, I believe the the neighborhood that you're referring to that's a, on your way to Stroud's Run or, or on that side of 33. Yep. Um, that uh, you know that I do believe they receive city water, um, a level of city services, and we're always certainly open to examining the. You know, annexation, continued annexation. The comprehensive plan, which, by the way, is is uh, <laughs> uh, its final draft, um, has come before council. Um, it's great having the 2020-2040 vision uh, of the comprehensive plan, which a big thank you to all the citizens of Athens that weighed in on that. Uh, it was a long process, but regardless, uh, but a big thank you. Uh, regardless of, of uh, the comprehensive plans process, it is interesting. It does speak to the city growth, that the way, the direction in which the city should look to growing uh, of developable land, of not having to worry about flood issues, um, would be, you know, out the 56 corridor or out 682. Um, and... Uh, you know, so there is room for growth, but 
with that growth would require annexation because at this point in time, you know, while we always, I look around, Dave, and I see, okay, there's pockets of developable areas here in the city of Athens. Um, some of those areas, they do have challenges. You know, we have to worry about, is it in the floodplain, um, let alone the floodway? Um, uh, you know, is well, there... there's some floodplain? people that like water, you know, so... Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you should ignore me today. Okay, keep going, keep going. Well, and, or does it have, does it have utilities running out to it? So there's a, there's a lot of things, a lot of considerations. Um, I'm working with a group, uh, Age Friendly, uh, Age Friendly Athens, and which uh, Rebecca Robinson Miller is, is kind of leading that. It's a fascinating group. Um, I'm working with one of the, um, groups that is looking at affordable housing uh, for our older adults in Athens. And again, um, it's finding buildable land that doesn't have topographical challenges associated with it. Um, you know as well as I do, Dave, that we live in an area where, you know, our soils aren't the greatest. Um, you know, we've everyone remembers Monticello back in the day when part of that apartment complex Lid down the hill off of mm -hmm. uh, looking down, yeah, yeah, you know, looking down on 50. So there's there are challenges, like I said, but there certainly is developable land, um, and so we're always looking and open-minded to in, uh, properties, um, either developable properties or existing neighborhoods that would like to be annexed into the city. Always looking at that, Dave. Well. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about COVID. Um, <clears throat> I assume as a mayor, you have had occasionally opportunities to discuss this with other mayors and with, um, even, you know, the governor in some sort of conference call or things like that. What, um, how do you think we've been doing? Here in Athens County, I I think it took a while from a behavioral standpoint for people to realize the importance of wearing a mask, the importance of social distancing, uh, you know, repeated washing of hands. Uh, but but I think so. To your question, Dave, when I look down Court Street, uh, even over the course of the past three months. Uh, that people are doing it. People are getting it, by and large. They're masking up. Um, uh, people are social distancing. I know we had some real challenges with with uh, some of the student body, not all students. I, I, I refuse to throw all Ohio University students under the bus on this, but of course. there were some that uh, still chose to walk around in their clusters and not mask up. Um, or queue up outside of, of bars in the uptown area. But I, you know, I, I, I also look to some of the bars as if I see a line um, outside that bar, that means that they are truly doing what they need to do to restrict the number of people who can come inside that establishment. Um, I think that the governor um, initially was doing some great things in Con, you know, tr trying to get a level of control and flattening the curve, all the, the rhetoric and the, the, the nomenclature that we've heard all along. Um, I think he did some great things. I um, feel that there could have been more that could have been done early on with the reopening of businesses. Um, I feel that the governor was late in the state coming out with a statewide mandate for people being required to wear masks. As you're aware, the city of Athens jumped out front um, because we couldn't wait for that to happen, and we imposed our own ordinance requiring face coverings. And two weeks later, the state did, the governor did. Uh, I think that the curfew had some, certainly had some effect um, to where when he deployed or enacted the 10 p.m. curfew, um, that certainly had 
an impact again on some of the establishments that were open until 11 um, to where they found themselves not wanting to impose their clientele uh, or their patronage uh, to leave their establishment into a uh, uh, curfew setting that they probably found themselves having to stop operations a little bit earlier than 11 p.m. Um, I don't have firm intel on that or not. But, again, back to your initial question, I, I think that we're doing better than average. It, when I what My average becomes what we see in the state, what we see in other counties. Um, again, I think people, by and large, you, you know, Connie and I still go into Kroger. We have to, uh, or any grocery store to get groceries, right? And I walk in, and I, I always scan around, and I look around, and in Kroger, 99.9% of the people are wearing masks um, right. and right. doing the best they can of staying separated, even when people are lining up to go through the self-checkouts or through the checkout aisles. Even there, I notice that people are, are doing the best they can to stay separated. So, so to your question... I think we're doing pretty well, and I think our numbers reflect that. Now, <clears throat> if you're a grocery store, um, I, I don't know. We, we, on automotive stores, I don't know if they're doing what they've always been doing in terms of their business sales. Um, Restaurants, we know they've been clobbered. Um, there's just this general down opinion, or not opinion, but feeling about uh, business activity. And here at the station, you know, we're we're 40% off of what we normally do. And it, it's hard to hit payroll every week with that kind of an impact. You know what I mean? I do, Dave. Um, I do, yeah. and but we're trying to keep it going, and I, 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 I think we will now. Um, but we're just one outfit, and I worry about how many other outfits. Now, for some, it's been a little bit of a blessing. Like there's a lot of people that are getting things done at their home improvements in other words because they're at home uh, and they can work from home and you know what I mean but um, then there's others that you know and I don't want to focus on bars for it at all but um, they've got to be hurting and those are owned, some of those are owned by people that have other enterprises as well and well I'm not making any sense here what do you, um, you think we'll be wearing masks a year from now? Uh, I believe that a year from now, Dave, I think that we'll certainly be wearing masks uh, for the ne next six to eight months easily. Mm -hmm. um, because the vaccine, you know, it's going to take time to distribute. You know, it finally arrived here in Ohio, uh, you know, a few days ago, and uh, it, it has been distributed, uh, you know, throughout some of the larger metro areas. It is coming to Athens. Uh, Athens will be a, a distribution point yep. for southeast Ohio. Uh, so, so it's going to take time, and it's going to take time, when you think about it, that you know, whether it's the two to three weeks between your first and second dose or the Moderna, which I believe is... Four weeks. Yeah, there you go. It's four weeks. You know, there's time associated with that, too. And, and you know, we've got to vaccinate uh, over 350 million people uh, that make up the United States. So it's going to take time, Dave. And I certainly encourage people, even after you get your vaccination. Um, and go through first and second dose to continue to wear a mask because you could still be a carrier, even though now you you are technically 
you know, inoculated against it, you still potentially could be a carrier. We still don't know as much as we need to know about this virus. I mean, it's, it's been heinous all along. Uh, and even with a vaccine, you know, there's likely still going to be people who can become exposed, and then now you become kind of a vector for it being uh, um, continued to, to, to spread to someone else. So, I, I, Dave, I do. I, I see, I don't know if it's going to be a year from today. Um, it will certainly be an extended period of time, but I don't know for sure. I don't think anybody knows for sure, Dave. Other than we need to continue to practice this, uh, this being being cautious by masking up, masking up, social distance, washing hands, and I get it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll this this uh, completely changed topics. Um, on Stimson Avenue, for a month or two now, there's been this major project, and it it appears that. All the Columbia gas lines there are being upgraded or improved or something. And um, there even has been a couple of um, accidental breaks in the line, so then you, the emergency crews show up just in case. And um, anyway, um, this was a project that was known about and planned on, right? But it, it was. I mean, Columbia Gas um, knew they had to replace some of the, the mains and the laterals, so that was the that is what you're talking about. It's along Stimson, uh, but it's also down Palmer. It's down Elliott. It, it, right now, there's also a crew working their way um, down Mill Street, so that's one thing that's going on. The other was a water main replacement that... Uh, basically came from Court Street down Fern Alley and now onto East State Street, right yeah. in front of the Democratic headquarters, uh, the former Athens bookstore. Right. R right along through there, there's work. Um, there, that's being wrapped up as we speak. But the Columbia Gas, that'll continue on, I think, for some time yet. Now, some of it is related to what will be the Stimson Avenue overhaul um, street project, which will be from East State Street down to where we um, completed the improvements with the roundup, the new roundabout on Stimson, 1804 way. Uh, that's, a, that's a 1970s concrete street that has really been challenging of late. And so we received a ODOT grant, I believe it was a small cities grant, to... Um, completely rebuild Stimson Avenue. So that'll be a 2021 project, um, which will be great to get that done. Once that's completed, uh, you know, then we won't have to turn back to that, to that again for, for decades, which mm. would be great. So, well, what, the, the point I think I w that came across my mind was if, um, if that was necessary in Stimson Avenue, um, is it possible that other areas need it too and that so that eventually a utility company goes through in piece by section by section rather uh, upgrade all their system which also means that either later that season or the next year uh, that all gets repaved so it's nice again right. and, and stuff like I think that it, I think a good example, Dave, sorry, a good example would be um, your neighborhood, the Far East neighborhood, where, you know, there, we had a concerted effort. We knew we had a lot of streets that needed some significant attention uh, over in your neighborhood. The rating system that we use, as I, we've talked about on your show before, goes from zero, which is a goat path, up to nine, which is a brand spanking new street. Uh, 1804 way would be a good example of that. Um, and we typically, you know, will go through the annual repaving where we're looking at streets that are, uh, you know, three rated a three or a four. Um, we have, you know, very few, if any, threes anymore. Um, we, we have fours. And so anyway, so with that reading system, we went through and we knew that identified, you know, Avon, um, or we identified, you know, uh, 
Townsend or mm-hmm. whatever street over there. And then we also, at the same time, <laughs> reached out and, uh, you know, Columbia Gas, we knew that they had to do some work. So, and we had some water line work. So we, we knew, okay, let's time this to where we're getting those underground utilities done and repaired or replaced um, so that we knew that they had a 10, 20 year life expectancy or longer. And then we'll, then we'll do the repaving over that. And that's basically what we did, as you're well aware. Um, over there, we've done it elsewhere. Um, this is the same to where with Stimson Avenue, this major project, why build a brand new street um, or rebuild a street and make it like new? And then only to have to come back exactly. a year later, two years later, because there's you know aging underground infrastructure that had to be that, that has a break. Now we got to dig it all up and replace it. So that's to your point. Um, I have to say that the Engineering and Public Works Department is very mindful over all those issues that could occur. Uh, you know, Jessica Dine is the acting director for Engineering and Public Works, and she's an outstanding engineer. Uh, and she and her team puts a lot of thought into things such as that as we're exploring a rebuild or repaving. Well, hey, Dave, I, I, I want to go back to, you, you know, you, you were touching briefly um, with some of the other issues surrounding COVID-19 and its businesses, the impact on businesses. Do it. Um, and it, it is unfortunate that we um, recently... Um, saw that uh, there's businesses that that uh, are going going to be closing. Businesses have been around for quite some time. You know, in the uptown area, we're seeing again uh, sales going on with establishments that uh, uh, will likely be closing in the future. Mountain Laurel Gifts uh, or businesses that are going to extend being closed um, and open later. Uh, an example of that would be the import house, uh, to where, as I understand it, will not be reopening until March. Um, it, it hurts. It hurts when you're looking around. And another example, if you think about it, uh, and I've got this in front of me, starting today, um, the Athens Public Transit is shifting once again with their their hours Um all Saturday services um, are going to temporarily be discontinued for the bus routes. Bus Route 7, which is the bus route that goes from Albany through Athens to Nelsonville, um, it changed once to where it was on the hour service. It's changing again to where it's once every two hours. Um, I think all bus routes service will stop at 7 p.m. Uh, or close to 7 p.m. And uh, uh, bus route four or line four and line five are temporarily suspended. And a lot of that, Dave, is ridership. Um, so, well, you know, how many people are we missing that normally are here at this time? I'm talking about a large student body, namely the university body, right? That's correct. So, that's correct. Um, you know, they may not be huge users, but they are users. Um, I, In fact, you know, I used to live in Columbus. I rode the bus some. There were never huge users on a public transit system. Public transit, you know what I mean. Um, I but it's so necessary for those that don't have other options. It is, is vital. To those who don't have other options, they no. I agree with you, um, and certainly, you know, the student body not being here that that has impacted ridership. But also note that that they they use the Bobcat Pass, which is subsidized by Ohio University. So, yeah, uh, Ohio University pays a set amount each year to Athens Public Transit to subsidize that program, so that the students can hop on and they just have to show their student ID. And that may not have happened this year because of everything. That's that's right, but there are the the regular you know permanent residents who use that bus system. But even sure. that has changed. Um, so uh, there's so anyway, a, a young lady in our neighborhood is who, 
fairly reliant on that. And, right. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Dave, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, again, I'm going to shift gears on you. <laughs> Go for it. And uh, just to remind people that the city has had the Christmas tree pickup service for many years, and I uh, uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, that will continue on. We're free Christmas tree pickup of discarded live trees on Tuesdays and Fridays, and this will begin December 29th. Uh, and it'll run through the month of January of 2021. And what you do, need to do is just take your your uh, used uh, live tree and take it out to the curb. And and we ask that they call the the uh, city's yard waste pickup line, which is 740-592-3343, and schedule a pickup time um, on those Tuesdays and Fridays. So keep that in mind. Um, sure. You know that 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 uh, is a service available and it's free. It's free. You know. There's. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Were you done with that topic? Uh, I am. Okay. Let, let's move on to another thing. There seems to be a concern recently, and in in some cases, certainly it makes sense about civility, about law enforcement, and. Um, c- civility, and I hope that term is appropriate. Um, Columbus is having a tough time. Other yeah. places, other places as well. Um, I, you know, I'm I love Columbus. It was my well, Worthington was my hometown. Um, uh, Dave Dayton used to be the police chief in Worthington. He recently passed, by the way. He was my history teacher in high school. Um, I can't imagine people messing up like that. But circumstances... Anyway, so then there's this perception that somebody has done something wrong. Or that they did something because they were anti this color of person or anti-whatever. Please talk about our police department for a moment. Um, certainly. You know, we... Well, let me start by saying, um, and we just had a discussion this morning with the Ohio Mayor's Alliance, is that I am on the... the um, task force for police reform. Uh, uh, with the National League of Cities, myself and five other individuals working on that. Um, everything from, you know, banning chokeholds to excessive force uh, to wearing body-worn cameras and whatnot. Um, and we do, our police department does wear body-worn cameras. You know, I, I have conversations constantly with Captain Ralph Harvey, who is now the uh, acting, uh, well, he's basically uh, overseeing the police department while Chief Pyle is my acting service safety director while Andy Stone is over in Kuwait. Anyway, um, Chief well, Pyle... I had I, not understood all of that, but I got it now. That's interesting. Okay, okay so everybody shifted a little bit because of uh, Andy Stone's assignment in the military. That's right. Okay. Correct. Now back to you, what you were saying. Um, and, uh, you know, we're constantly looking at the way we do things, the uh, way the Athens Police Department does things. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they operate very well, um, quite honestly. Um, I know that there's been some things, you know, a month or two ago in the press, um, about things like uh, police, you know, officer records, personnel records. Mm-hmm. Um, and the article read that, uh, you know, after 18 months or so that records are destroyed or expunged. Uh, that is not accurate. Uh, you know, there there is active disciplinary records, uh, you know, uh, on 
everybody in the city of Athens. Uh, you know, if you are late for work, um, you know, that they, there are levels of, of reprimand, if you will. You know, the first one is a verbal reprimand, and then it's a written reprimand, and then things can escalate from there. Um, and you have an active file, and then once somebody has, after 18 months or 24 months, whatever the time frame is, to where someone has had to be, you know, um, reprimanded, it stays in your active file for 18 to 24 months, after which it migrates. If the person hasn't continued to do be late for work, um, then it, it, it uh, will go into an inactive file, but it never goes away. It's always, it's forever, as long as you're employed here in the city of Athens, it is in your um, personnel jacket. It's in your personnel file. Um, it, it's, and, and the reason for going from active to an inactive file is that, let's say someone, you know, it, it got as high as a written reprimand because someone was repeatedly late to work. And then for the next three, five years or whatever, they were on, they were early to work every shift that they were assigned to. Um, you, you wouldn't, you know, if they were late five years later, you wouldn't want to now ratchet it up to, okay, now you're going to go to the next level of, of reprimand above a written reprimand, you know, and you, you just wouldn't do that. It would start over again. So that's why we migrate things from, after a period of time, from an active file, disciplinary file, to an inactive uh, disciplinary file within your, your folder. If that makes sense, Dave. Um, yeah, I think it does. But I'm, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at is how can we be confident that all our people are fair, not prejudiced, um, reasonable? Uh, what are some of those words that I'm working on? Um, you know what I'm trying to say. I hope. Um, go ahead. I, I do. I mean, the the police department through OPADA, which is the Ohio uh, Police Academy, they are constantly going through training, um, you know, compassion training, uh, de-escalation training. Uh, we just had... Uh, a group, the Athens County uh, Racial Equity Coalition, yeah. um, in conjunction with the Community Relations Committee, put on a training the other evening from 6.30 to 8.30. Now, Steve, I'm uh, sorry. We've got less than a minute. All right. Well, I, I attended that. Uh, there were a lot of other individuals. There was 90-some people that were in attendance on that. So it's, it's constantly educating ourselves, educating the police department, you know, and, um, and engaging, you know, there's, that's the other thing is through JPAC. Um, anybody can go to a JPAC meeting, joint police advisory council meeting and, um, address both police chiefs yeah. uh, directly and ask how things are going. Yeah. Well, listen, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Merry Christmas to uh, your family and, um, um, keep Keep up the good work, man. Well, thanks, Dave. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. It's a good day to curl up with a book in the Northeast. I've been in my apartment for like... Seven months now, so what's another day? Parts of Pennsylvania, New York, and Boston have set new records for snowfall with more than two feet in some spots. Not everyone is complaining. CBS's Lisa Mateo is in Union County, New Jersey. The season's first winter dig. David was out at 7 a.m. clearing his driveway with his five-year-old son, Thomas. He's there with the shovel. Having fun. First snow, snow of the year. <laughs> so what do you think of the snow, Thomas? 
good. Her sister Victoria was a little more excited. What do you plan to do today in the snow? Um, build the snowman. Annette Diaz was enjoying a walk with her dog, Blue. It's his first time in the snow, and uh, he's absolutely loving it. Lisa Mateo, CBS News, New Providence, New Jersey. At least two deaths are blamed on slippery roads. A Spirit Airlines plane skidded on a runway after it landed at the airport in Baltimore. At least eight states have shut down COVID testing sites because of the weather. An FDA advisory panel's begun meeting to consider recommending emergency use authorization for a second coronavirus vaccine. This one from Moderna. The agency's deputy director, Doran Fink. This will sound like a bit of a broken record, but I say it again because it's important. Today's VRPAC meeting continues FDA's commitment to an expedited review process that is transparent, scientifically sound, data-driven. Health officials have discovered unexpected amounts of Pfizer vaccine in each vial, allowing them to get more doses for inoculations. First-time jobless claims are up to their highest level since September. Another 880 